Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, and if it's your first time joining us, welcome. I'm a program faculty member for, for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. Now, at Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Now, today is the last of our Legends on Legends series. We've done them all, Ron. And at Influential You, we have a group that is held in our highest regard and admiration. This group is known as our esteemed alumni. Esteemed alumni are those who have completed our four-year curriculum in transactional competence. The most ambitious of our esteemed alumni, or our Green Berets, if you will, study in a program known as Legends. Our legends are often top performers in their fields and have experienced a level of satisfaction that only comes from years of deliberate practice and study, as you'll hear from Ron's story today. This program is led in fellowship with co-founders Kirkland Tibbles and John Patterson, and this initiative includes a wide range of strategies to advance and expand our participants' own application of transactional competence and pave the path in the study of transactional leadership. Over the last few months, we've had special episodes of the Influential You podcast, and you can watch all of those on YouTube and wherever you get fine podcasts. But today, we're introducing our guests, and then I generally get out of the way so that you can experience the expertise and communication between two of those participants. And when you listen closely, I believe that you'll hear a level of transactional leadership that is quite novel. Now, today, it's a little bit different because today, we're welcoming Ron Sprangler, and a really good friend of mine named Josh D'Amigo to our Legends on Legends series. I'll start by introducing you to Ron. Ron Sprangler is the co-founder and operations manager at Contigo Ventures and is no stranger to the Influential You podcast. Throughout his career, he has demonstrated his experience as a results-oriented manager of large projects in critical industries. He now applies his high-level skills to the development and construction industry. Along with his partner, Karina Christensen, he is building a boutique oceanfront community and properties in the spectacular Pacific coast of Baja, California, sir. Now I get to introduce myself, so this is kind of funny. Josh D'Amigo is the podcast host, a program faculty member, and client manager for Influential You, the leading business education, transactional competence, and professional influence. From owning and helping small businesses to develop in into a corporate leader, Josh has won multiple hats throughout his career, and he is also an accomplished speaker, instructor, and sought-after master of ceremonies throughout Ventura County. He's an accomplished singer-songwriter and has shared the stage with acts like Jason Mraz, Zach Brown, the Jonas Brothers, and we're so lucky to have him. Please welcome Ron Sprangler and Josh D'Amigo to the Influential You podcast. How did I do, Ron? Did I did I set myself up well enough? Was that a good you intro did. for me? You did, Josh. I think I think the the title Legends now is appropriate for the podcast. And now that and you're I'm, on there I'm with telling us. you, this Ron, you are gonna get every dime I owe you. This is great. <laughs> Let's start just from the beginning. Now I've heard you on multiple podcasts, but can you tell me really briefly when did you first participate at Influential You and why do you continue to participate so many years later? I can. My wife, Karina, and I, who's also my business partner, were, you know, we've always been in various educational programs and, and we're looking for the next thing. And a friend of hers posted something on Facebook and 
and said, wow, that sounds like a really brilliant program, the fundamentals of transaction. So, so we both, uh, we both applied and were interviewed and accepted into the program. And, and ever since there's just, I, you know, there's just so much meat in these programs that we'll never let it go. We've, we tried to talk everybody into just giving us a lifetime membership and they said, well, you know, that's probably not smart because at some point you're going to, you're going to get more value than we're going to charge you for it. And so, so, but, but that's really how we've looked at it is, you know, everything, there's just so many useful, helpful things that it, at each level of the, of the curriculum, you get something that's beyond what you ever thought was, was possible for yourself and, and for your, you know, your family and your friends and your relationship, just the whole world opens up and, and we'll never, we'll never stop participating. So, and how about you? I, first of all, I love that. Um, and I, I listened to your podcast, your early podcast about four times at this point. So it's kind of fun to hear that backstory of it. Um, for me, I was so funny. I was at the economic outlook breakfast here in Ventura, California with the Ventura Chamber of Commerce. And I was actually looking at a job with a, a bigger company and they had invited me to come to have a seat at their table. And I mm -hmm. sat down next to this man and his name is John Patterson. He's the CEO of Influential U. And I, I, a few minutes into it, and he asked me, like, who are you? What do you do? And I said, well, I'm in sales. I'm a relationship sales guy. And apparently, I said the word relationship 60 times. <laughs> and he immediately knew I was broke. And <laughs> I don't like that version of the story. But over the oh last my. few years, he basically said, hey, if you like what I do, I'd like you to come with me. We have this conference in Vegas. It was a mid-year okay. summit. And he said, I want you to come and observe. And if this is something you like, I think you should do this. And uh. that was how I got introduced. I went to the mid-year summit in Vegas, overdrafted the entire way up, overdrafted the entire way back, slept in my car one of the nights because I didn't have enough money for the hotel room. And yeah. still, uh, Paul Adams will tell you, was the best dressed at the conference. I, I just want to mention that and throw that in there. Thank you, Paul. But it, what was fun about it was I got to see all of these kind, smart people just sharing with each other, sharing ideas. And it, it was one of those places mm. where I felt I belong here. I love these people. They're so nice. Mm. How do I get in this? And Kirkland Tibbles, the other co-founder, came to me and he said, hey, what do you think about this stuff? And I said, well, Kirkland, and this is exactly how I said it, Kirkland, if this shit works, I'm going to be the sales guy for a company that teaches people how to work less and make more. So therefore, by the transitive properties, I would work less and make more. And that Kirkland said, yeah, if this shit works, you know, this you know, guy you can Google and Clever. like you see his net worth is laughing at the naive, you know, dummy that I am. And then he says, uh, yeah, that's exactly it. And I go, well, I was going to offer to clean your toilets, so I'm in. And that was how I got involved, started the Fundamentals of Transaction and went through our entire curriculum and now teach the Fundamentals of Transaction and a lot of the webinars for Influential You and host this podcast every week. So that's how I got involved. It was literally the founder grabbed me and chose me and stole me uh, from another company. I see. I've You've always uh, been part of the, you know, just part of the the i don't know it feels like you've always been there and i know that i started a little bit before you did but so it's great to hear the actual story and and you're right it's for such a you know there's 
there's a thing in the world where we think that people who are successful and and driven and ambitious and and those all those things are not necessarily nice people or not yeah. people that you'd want to you know that you'd want to hang out with or whatever that is but i couldn't agree more the the people with influential you are are really remarkable and and that's that's really a part of what keeps us coming back to i think well and i think that's the point right like it's something that you've actually taught me a little bit is really the concept that if you want valuable help, you need to give valuable help. And that's really what this community is all about. I'm getting a, a little bit of feedback from what I hear on the TV, but what I'm going to do is- I was, I was too on my, when good. I was talking. Thinking a little bit about this, this study, you know, the transactional competence, when I first started, linguistic distinctions were a funny thing. Like that, would it- Of course. So how does the study of transactional competence, of human exchange, how has that impacted your life um, Ron. Oh, well, <laughs> everything that we do, everything that human beings do is an exchange. There's always an exchange of, of value of some sort between humans. We can't, we can't survive in this complicated modern environment by ourselves. You know, I mean, I'm up at our house in the mountains and I'm pretty self-sufficient up here and I chop the wood and I do the things, but there's, there's thousands of people that I rely on to be able just to live. Right. And those are the people we exchange with all the time. It's the folks at the grocery store. It's, it's everything. It's inescapable in modern existence to exchange and transact with other human beings. And so if you can get better at that, what, I mean, just like name your price, right? What part of your life do you want to improve? Because you can apply it to anything. So it's really sort of the, the skeleton key that can unlock any door once, once you've learned some transactional competence. Mm. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take it a step further. Cause I know you're going to ask me the same question, but <laughs> it's fascinating because people will a lot of times think of influence as a parlor trick or like, look over right. here and you're, you're doing a thing right. and it's, it's not. One of the best things I learned about this transactional competence is Kirkland looked me dead in the eye and he said, Josh, most people aren't listening. They're waiting for their turn to talk. That's right. And when he said that, it was like my entire life changed. It, all of a sudden, it wasn't just about Josh expressing, even though I do express a lot. It became <laughs> much more about, wait, what does that person want? Yeah. Because, you know, from my upbringing and, and from, you know, some of the Zig Ziglar things that I've read, if you help enough people get what they want, you never have to worry about things. But I had done that so much in my career that I had actually never really taken care of Josh. Ah, and so okay. throughout my career, I was kind of giving and giving and giving and, and waiting for someone to reciprocate. Waiting for and it to come I, back. And what I found yep. was it, it wasn't that that mantra it, it wasn't necessarily happening just automatically. People didn't know that I needed help. I didn't ask. Right. For I kind of used my skills and abilities and, and didn't rely on others. And one of the things that I had to really kind of sit with is at what point am I going to acknowledge that this ain't working, that I'm going to have to work with people in a different way if it's going to help me get my aims. And it's been really wonderful. On top of that, knowing moods, knowing, understand that mm. I'm a performer and I'm really 
good at producing a certain mood. So yep. much so if I'm rigorous because I'm so happy-go-lucky, people think there's a problem. That's right. And it's, all I have to do is just stop smiling so much and people freak out. It's really fun to see that as this personality, someone who can move in happy moods and now move in a little more serious tones, I've become even better at exchanging with others and having them comply more often with my ideas. Not all the time. That's not a simple bullet, but it's been really helpful in not just going out and, and running around and doing things, but actually thinking really accurately about where I want to go. Yeah. And I, I talk about it, Ron, I talk about it this yep. way. A lot of what I see in leadership today is people calling a shot and then they say, we had a lot of fun along the way and they don't get anywhere near what they were aiming for and they right. call it a success. And for me, that's not anymore. My definition is I called this shot, I hit it and now I'm going to sure. do it again and then yep. I'm going to do it again. And as I continue to practice this transactional competence and get help and do the things that I want to do, it's getting to the point where if Josh commits to doing a thing, you can almost bet on it happening because I've got a plan and I'm going to probably forget more about my plan than most people know about their own. And that to me is, is the, the basis of what I've learned and how I've kind of matured in what I know about transactional competence. Isn't that great? And, and also you mentioned a little bit about the transactional personalities and and that you identify yourself as a performer and as you know and and that is the personality that that is easily discounted you know people think oh they're always in such they're always so positive about it I, you can't you can't take them seriously there's a lot of fluff there my my wife i'm sure is overhearing me say this and she's this a performer personality as well and it's it's troubling to watch what happens because people really do discount smart capable people like like you and like my wife because they're just too darn positive sometimes you know so so learning that trick of not always trying to have it be a really positive mood because there's times when it's more appropriate that the mood's not positive you know if we're if we're talking about contracts and you're and you're jumping around being positive about how well nothing could ever go wrong with that contract because of you know it'll never will you're you're losing your audience at that point so i think it's i think it's great that you've i mean what a magnificent thing for you to learn as a as a tool and as a way to improve your transactional speed and velocity and and if, and efficient effectiveness in all those transactions i'm sure that i'm yeah go ahead well, out of curiosity, what's your personality? I'm a producer is what we call my personality. And it's it's very much like it sounds, right? I'm I'm in the fulfillment part of the transactions. I like to get to work. I like to go do things. I like to, you know, give me so so my wife is is as you a performer and she starts to get a little nervous, squirrely when, when it's time to get a contract signed and we have to actually, it's like, okay, this is what everybody's committing to. For me, I'm like, well, hey, that's just like the, the starting gun, right? Because that's when I get to get going. So I love I love talking to people about contracts because <laughs> that, that means I get to go. Yeah, so. tell me, what to, let's get it done. And right, right. I, I think that's, it's perfect too with the personalities. And, you know, I was listening back to, your old episodes and some of the times that you interviewed uh, with John um, and you were an employee 
And you no longer are really an employee in that sense. You were an employee for an electric company and, and you, you survived a merger. And you, yep. since then, you've reinvented a few times. And now your Legends Initiative, you're building oceanfront community in Baja, Mexico. And I'd love to hear just in kind of a brief um, reinvention story, how you got okay. from where you were to where you are and what your Legends Initiative is. Okay. I'm happy to. Uh... Yeah, I worked in corporate America for a long time, right? And ended my career with a Fortune 25 uh, oil refining company, huge company, and 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 liked that environment to an extent. Missed some things out of it, but you know, those are the companies where big things get done, right? You can, you know, if if you want to go build a billion and a half dollar facility, you want a company like Marathon to go to go help you with it. So. It's great in that perspective, and at the same time, uh, you know, it's difficult to to find people to transact with. You have you sort of have to carve that out of your your group where you can, you know, create your own transactions and offers and and things and go get those get get those done. Uh, and anyway, so so we we found this opportunity. My wife Karina has always been in real estate development. And so we saw an opportunity in Baja, Mexico, where we were building our own house to build a project and said, well, why wouldn't we just go do this for ourselves? It's really a community that we want for ourselves for the next phase of our life. And it fit in well to to create it as my legends initiative, because it's not building the project is not my initiative. We're doing that either way. But the environment where we are. I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, uh, The Blue Zones by Dan Buettner. Mm. Uh, no, no reference for that. So so what he did was, I don't know, it was probably, it's been a while now. It's probably 15 years ago. He went and looked just sort of a anthropological study of where do people live the longest? And he found five places in the world where where people just live longer. And he said, all right, well, what do those places have? in common, right? What's going on here? And he found a few things. He found, you know, first that there's built-in activity. Everybody's active by just by design of their life. Uh, there's lots of fresh, wholesome food, you know, produce is grown locally and is available and lots of fish and things along those lines. There's a, there's some purpose built in to people's lives. They feel connected to the community and, and like they have a purpose in being there. And then there's a real social aspect where there's a tight knit group, strong social bonds that that just leads lends to uh, to folks' sense of belonging. And 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 as we looked, as I looked at that, I thought, well, these match up with you know in in the influential you curriculum. One of the one of the core principles are the conditions of life, and these are inescapable things that that we all have to deal with in order to have a satisfying life and well wait a minute there's health and there's sociality and there's there are things related to your purpose and there are you know your career identity and thought well it's it's actually a really good fit to apply what i've learned and am learning in the influential you into building those things into our community so since we're the developers, some things are easy. We can build uh, communal spaces. 
we, we can design in and build a big gym. We can, we can make sure that there's a place to hose your surfboard off as you come back in from surfing. We can, you know, we can build those kinds of things in that support that, that lifestyle, I guess, for lack of a better word, that, that leads to improved life satisfaction, better longevity. And then on top of that, you know, we, we love the community. We've met a bunch of the organic and regenerative farmers since we've been there. We'll talk to them about supplying our restaurant with the best produce that's available. We'll, you know, so, so there's all sorts of access to really just sort of construct an environment that's another one of our little phrases that we love and in and, and influential you, an environment that'll do some of the heavy lifting for us, some of the hard work for us. So we won't have to, you know, if you're, if you're in a place where you want to go outside and jump on your surfboard, if you go out the front door or jump on your mountain bike, if you go out the back door, yeah, that helps with, with being active. And if you're in a place where, you know, the, the organic farm is a mile away and you get your produce when it, the, the afternoon it gets picked, you know, that helps with, with your health by how you eat. And yeah, so, so really we, we, we're leveraging what is available and what we're building in terms of like the built environment of the, of the community that we're building and, and bringing that all together in a way that we really feel is going to enhance people's uh, life's life That's experiences. So good. And Ron, it's hearing it and, and putting it into my brain. You went from like learning about your environments to actually crafting and building your own. And yep. so I think that's pretty legendary right there, right? Like, and yeah. I know that I've joked about when are you guys adopting me since day one? I've <laughs> talked so much about that, but it's so fun to me to kind of see you guys put together this oasis, you know, building this actual uh, place uh, from maybe what you've studied, but also from the specialized knowledge that Karina had. And then for you to jump in on her team and fill in kind of the spaces that she may not want to do. Um, it's yeah. inspiring. What do you love about all of this? Oh, what do I love about all this? Well, I love everything about all of it. I, I think I love the opportunity to provide something that'll live past what we do with it and what we put into it. You know, it's another of the conditions of life that we talk about is legacy. And I'd never thought about myself as having a legacy in any way. I've got, you know, we don't have kids. It's, it's this, I've, you know, we're not going to have our name on the side of a building or something, but if you can build a, a, a community and a group of folks that are going to really enjoy and love what you've put together and, and live there and take care of it, you know, that's, that's a legacy to me that I'm, I'm thrilled to live and have people lead, you know, healthier, more satisfied lives as they go along. I'm, I'm on board for that. So that's really, that's really what I love about it. Last question. How's your Spanish? Yeah. It's improving. Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, so so when I was 12, I had a critical fork in the road. And that fork was, do you study Spanish or do you study French? And uh -huh. unfortunately, the French teacher was cuter than the Spanish teacher. I, so uh... I made the wrong choice. And now I'm having to learn Spanish <laughs> a little later in life, which is which is a fun challenge, but it's it's getting better because, of course, the whole team is our native Spanish speaker. So, 
So it's a, it's a good time. I hear that makes it easier. I, I did two years of couch Spanish uh, Duolingo <laughs> on during COVID, and I can now tell when they're making fun of me. And most soccer games, I can follow along as to what they're saying. <laughs> but practical. That's, that it, that's exactly what, what else would I need it for? That's, that's that exactly and to come right. visit you. So that's very practical. <laughs> that's good. Same as me. That's so good, and, so, and so, so I'm, I love your legend initiatives. I can't wait to have you describe a little bit about what you're doing. Cause, cause I always knew that you had that background when we met and I didn't, well, uh, there's a lot about it that I didn't know. So please describe it and I'll, and I'll uh, interject as we go. Yeah, my, my project is um, releasing a new album. Back in my career as a singer-songwriter, I signed to a label and we released a record. And just like every good singer-songwriter, uh, I went country a little bit. And yeah. I like the record. It's good. It's fine. Um, but one of the things that I always loved about my shows was the connection surprise surprise uh, performer of course and yeah. the mood and the you know i we, we talk about peak experiences and i could feel the crowd and move people with a story uh, or a song and i could feel the emotion as i was speaking and moving with people and i found that more uh, often than not what people really enjoyed was the storytelling and the intimacy of the songs that i was writing and we recorded this acoustic album that was supposed to go side by side with the record and then it didn't come out. They decided not to do it. The oh, record label closed tough. Yeah. Uh, during COVID. Okay. And I got an email as the legends program was starting a year and a half ago saying, Hey Josh, it's the CEO of the record label. We have this and we want to give it to you. People need to hear it. And I opened it up and inside of the email were finished, uh, produced, um, uh, everything is, is EQ'd properly mastered these acoustic versions of my album that came out in 2013. And I was blown away. I wasn't expecting to do any more music. I had kind of given myself till 35 and then I had to get a big boy job. And that was part of what this was. Which which you have, yeah. Which I have, which I have. And you know, it's it's so fun to have some um, bosses and, and co-founders who love and support my artist side. And yeah. you know, John basically one day after seeing me play took me aside and said, you need to keep playing. You need to keep playing. Uh. And I haven't gotten the bug to like go out and sit in a coffee house and get ignored uh, again, like <laughs> my career was. But I, I do love this new record. And if you're wow. watching us live or if you're listening to this in the show notes, I'm actually releasing the single uh, that was released in the last album right now. So you can actually so click is... on it and you can actually listen to uh, Just Give Me a Call. Uh, right now, so it's actually in uh, the I think the Facebook or the the LinkedIn and wow. maybe even so this is a this is a release announcement this right now a world release right now. Oh, with, I'm with honored to be part Twitter. of this. Yeah, That's fantastic. <laughs> That's great. So for me, what I love about this entire thing is I've been able to kind of plan out how mm. I wanted to release the record and do it in a way that was low cost and high value. It, it I have a purpose for it. It's not mm. just to make money like the other albums were. Like the other albums were released uh, to make 
money so I could eat. Like I was yep. a broke ass musician. Important, right. <laughs> now it's like, I've got a little surplus there. I can just do it for music's sake and for the aesthetic. Uh, and to me, this means so much to me because even when I send it to people who've listened to me for a long time, they are telling me, Josh, this is exactly how I remember you. This is exactly how you sounded when I came to see you at Lestat's in San Diego. And that means more to me and I guess a, a legacy of my career um, than any fully produced over the top, you know, multi-instrument type of recording. And the fact that people want to just hear this album and it's called me and my guitar because that's all it is. That is all it is. I've listened to some of the tracks. Yeah. It's and it's great. been really fun to even just release to friends and it's already got a few hundred, you know, listens uh, for each track just because people like it. And that, yeah. I don't know if there's anything wrong that feels better than being understood. And when it comes to being an artist and putting your art out there and having it understood, I don't, I, I get the same feeling when someone jumps in and does fundamentals of transaction I because they get it. They're a yeah. part of it. They're like, I want that. That makes sense. I can use this. That's and so great. there's something to playing music that you've written that when it comes back to you, it's, it's, it's much more fulfilling um, uh, than say just going to a nine to five and punching it in and punching it out and then, you know, getting a mortgage and all those kind of things. So uh, that's, this is basically the initiative for me is to plan it out, come up with all the strategies, the tactics, yep. the implementations on releasing this. And I've done all the work. Yep. Now it's just sitting back and letting it go. It's the least amount of stress that I've ever had uh, in doing any sort of project like this. And it, yet it's already probably been the most fulfilling. Well, and it, and it certainly sounds like, you know, I hear a bunch of things that I know you have learned through influential you as have I about why that's working, right? You, you understand how to, you understand how to plan, you understand how to think about what the, you know, you mentioned something to me the other day about you studied how the music industry has changed between your last thing and, and now, and, you know, and, and those are all skills that are taught every day in the influential you curriculum. And, and so, so I really can hear, you know, kind of where, where those things, where where that, those ideas, for lack of a better word, and those practices, and and maybe even a little bit of discipline for some of us uh, would come from you know from what what we've studied. Yeah, well, I'll but, I'll say it this way because this is a really good. I'm glad you brought this up. If I had just gotten it and done what I normally do, I'd slap a thousand bucks on it. Go to uh, some website and order a bunch of like a thousand CDs and put them all together and, you know, start to send them to the different distribution places. Yep. And just yesterday, and I've been working on this for a year and a half. Yep. Just yesterday, they announced at one of the distribution sites that they will no longer be carrying physical records. Wow. They won't have CDs. They won't have wow. pressings. They won't do Nothing. any of that because it's just not something... Wow that is in demand anymore. And it's taking okay. up space. And you can even think about the waste that goes on with all the different yeah. albums from all that, you know. Of course. And so I knew that was coming. So I had already decided this wasn't going to be a physical release. It was going to be a virtual mm. release. And it was That's just brilliant. going to be SoundCloud and Spotify and all those places. Right now it's only on SoundCloud. Yeah. But it was 
justify it, it, it really felt vindicating to look at that and say, I knew that was happening. Why? Because I took the time to think this all the way through, yeah. go through my 13 steps, yeah. run through how this may be reinvented since <laughs> I did it. And the last time I did it was 10 years ago. Yeah. And just like I talk about with Influential You, the skill sets that we learned 10 years ago in college are generally new. Like they are outdated. And that's just 10 years ago. When you look at technology and the that's way right. that things re-involve, if we're not studying, if we're not growing, we're being left behind slowly. You're, you're behind every day. Absolutely. No, I couldn't and, agree more. And so to look at it from, you know, the artist's perspective and also someone, yeah. and I don't talk about it that much, but my master's degree is being a, a broke-ass singer-songwriter. I studied <laughs> multiple revenue streams for musicians, wrote a 26-page yeah. business plan, and I feel like I understand oh, right. what I'm doing and why I'm doing it so much yeah. better through our methodology than I did through getting an MBA or a master's in organizational development. So it's been really wild to kind of see all of these things that, you know, I've studied over the last four years be put to work. It's not just something that I just, you know, yeah. understand. it's something that I know how to do and I'm actively doing. And that's why the Legends Project has been so valuable to me is I'm, I, I'm literally stress-free and doing something that's really important to myself and my life and will be around probably longer than me if that's yeah, how it goes sure. we'll see how that happens yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah. Technology. or your next one will be or whatever you know wherever it leads right yeah. so yeah yeah that's great well and i can tell so i assume that's what you love about the initiative right is that is that sense of freedom and and ease that you're getting to pursue something that's really matters to you anything yeah, else it, i'll say it's it's on my own terms ah. you know it's it's the fact that nobody's bossing me around. It's the fact that I get to do it my way uh, that is really exciting. Yep. Um, and the fact that I've broken it down into months and bite-sized chunks that it's really not that much. The most work I'm going to have to do is yep. to register the songs with a performing rights organization because okay. my performing rights organization um, dropped me because nobody oh. was playing during COVID. Oh, well, shame poor. on them. I'm going to go get royalties from somebody else. So yeah, that's, this is going to be fun, but that's, that's fine. And to yeah. me that to know what I need to do and not have to worry about it because I have yeah. a plan. I mean, what, what else are we studying? What's the point of studying any of this? If you're not actually going to use it. That's so a good practicality of it is, is really wonderful. That's a good point. You know, there is something I I'm one of those people. I don't always like to plan necessarily. I don't, I, I want a little bit of a little bit of freedom and a little bit of, you know, I don't like it if my calendar is too congested, even though I like to just work and work and work. I also have a little bit of the personality where I don't want everything locked down too much because I do like some personal freedom. But I think what, you know, what I started to hear you say is, is you can get more freedom by having a plan, by having a strategy by knowing what your next step is and by what you're doing, you actually, it sounds like you have more freedom because of that rather than less. And it's so funny because, you know, you think planning, right? And, and one of the things that we teach about is, is your calendar and how yeah. you use your calendar yeah. and a performer's calendar can be scatterbrained and kind of all the place. Like, Oh, I yeah. need to do this. But you get more freedom when you plan your stuff out. Yeah. I literally 
have all of the things that I need to get done in a day, a task list and a calendar put together. And I put it together in the morning, first thing when I wake up so that I'm fresh and can do that hard work that is planning. That's right. That's right. Get it all together, get my day together. And then I know exactly what I'm doing at what time and beep, oh, time to do this thing. And I move yep. on. And the end of the day, I have, I'm, I'm literally living with hardly any stress because it's just what's next. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Uh, if imagine. it works for fighter pilots and nurses and doctors, well, hell, it'll work for a sales guy. <laughs> probably going to be probably going to be enough for for any of us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well I do love, yeah, I, I want to know this question. Then I think we, sure. we probably need to get to the point where we can wrap up and get on oh, that phone right. call. Oh yeah, but we're running long. Sorry, this is speeding right. How are you going to know when you succeeded with your with your initiative? How what's oh. what's your definition for success with what you're building in Legends? It's a good question. I and unfortunately, we won't have the project finished before. So my initiative uh, is concluded at the end of this calendar year. And we won't have the project finished before that, uh, just because we're building a large project in Mexico and it takes what it takes. But all of the all of the planning for the communal areas, all those things are already into the design. Like we've already considered all the things where, you know, where's everybody going to hang out? And where are we going to have our evening ceremony when, you know, when the sun goes down and when are we like, we have all those, the built environment sorted out for how to support what we want. We're in the process of meeting all the local folks that are aligned on the same, you know, all the, all the wellness practitioners and yoga teachers and the organic farmers and some of the fishermen and all the folks who are actually going to be the ones who provide all the you know, all the meat of, of what the programs consist of. And so it's really, at this point, I'm, I'm in the planning process for what is going to happen once the project's built. And part of what, you know, what we learn in Influential U is that a big part of the planning process is inventorying your resources, getting a handle on all of that. So, so that's really where it's at. We're, we're, we've done a lot of the things that we can in terms of the design of the project. Otherwise, it's just who are the people we want to have be parts of the community who are going to be support for it? How are we going to structure, you know, how, how people have access to all that? So, so that's really, it's not quite as concrete as yours where I wish I were in a position to say, yep, at the end of the year, it'll be, it'll all be up and running and, and done. Uh, but I know you'll, I'm, well, obviously you're going to, fulfill on your plan to release your record since uh, since this is happening as we speak. But yeah, I'm a little envious in that regard, but but <laughs> but but all I can do for now is is all the planning and all the all the thinking ahead about that. So that's what yeah. it'll look like. Well I don't know if you've done priority in practice, but I have to say this. I have to give a huge hug and shout out to Marnie Power, who's our faculty member that leads the priority and practice program because I did all of the work for this inside of her classroom. I yeah. literally started to do all of the thinking and every single day that was one of the projects that I had to actually have some time set aside to do. And I have all of the steps necessary. So now it's just plug and play, just push the yeah. lever, pull the button. And it's so simplified for me that it's literally <laughs> mindless and yeah, it's wonderful you... because the stress, I mean, I used to grind my teeth. I used to have all the, the things of the stressed yeah. artist would give you. That's right. And I, I feel like I'm even growing back some hair. It's, it's going so well. That's so great. Right. Well, yeah. 
there is that right my, my hair was i mean was half gray when i started this program and now it's all brown and everybody thinks i dyed my hair it's like no i'm just not as stressed out so there there really is something to that josh i, I feel i, I feel a little younger myself oh, I, I love that I, I keep this i keep this so i can get a little bit of respect well you gotta like yeah it is quite distinguished <laughs> yeah and you're right i've, I've not done the priorities in uh in practice I, it's next on our list we have the good fortune of having Marnie in our study group. So we oh, get wonderful. so we get some, uh, you know, just kind of residual, a little contact uh, from that and, and get some of it. But that's 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 as close as I've gotten to that whole program <laughs> just yet. Well, good luck. Get ready. It's a 12 week boot camp. Uh -huh. I and know. I bitched and moaned my entire way through it. And if she ever <laughs> says that I wasn't her worst student, she's lying. So, She's just being generous like she is. <laughs> Ron, thank you so much for interviewing me and, and, and for being on this with me. I have been waiting for this since they since John Patterson put our names up on the board. So when I saw so the much. schedule, I was very excited too. So that's great. And thanks for letting me be part of your part of your release announcement. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Uh, it's my pleasure. All right, I'm, I'm going to kick you out now, and, and I'm going to okay. take us to the outro. Now, for those of you who are still with us, if you'd like to know more about us, you can go to influentialu.global and explore our courses, consulting, and conferences. We offer a four-year curriculum for those that are seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're new to Influential U, we recommend that you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions right after this, and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty plus discounts to our transformative conferences that are actually coming up soon. Sign up today and you can use the promo code 20OFF, that's 20OFF, for a 20% discount on the monthly subscription. That coupon code again is 20OFF. Thank you so much for listening today. Each week we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube so you can easily share it with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place that you get your podcasts. Next week we have Dr. Kira Gaunt on the show and you will not want to miss Dr. Kira Gaunt. She's been in my study group. She was one of the first people that I met at Influential U and you are going to absolutely love that interview. Check out our show notes for links to connect with our guests today, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads that we talked about in today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and our members all around the world. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, our in-studio producer, Michael Teehee, with contributions from John Patterson, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and Liz Smiley, and a special thanks to our wonderful guests, Ron Sprangler and Josh D'Amigo. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on May 24th, also known as my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. 2023. The podcast theme is by Chris Standring, entitled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment, go to iTunes or your podcast app, and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know. We'll see you next week on the Influential You Podcast.